You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, I have the distinct pleasure, and I hope, and we all do really, uh, to hear from Rabarak Bodenheim, um, who uh, once again took a cold call from me um, and was willing uh, to present for us. Uh, and willing is, I don't think, the right word. He's always eager to be Marvin Slayer to give over. Um, and uh, he is a, an incredible resource, not only for the Passaic Jersey community, but really uh, for North America, uh, a wonderful, enthusiastic, uh, important educator uh, who's going to enlighten us on a sugi, which most of us in the yeshiva world probably have uh, at least a passing familiarity with. But The sugi we're discussing today is Shemea Kona. Shemea Kona literally means when you hear something, it's as if you said it. The source that we have this halachic principle of Shemea Kona, that when you hear, it's like you said it. We're going to analyze its source. We're going to discuss many practical cases of where it comes up. And there are many nafkamirs, many differences in which will come out between how you understand Shemea, the operation of Shemea Kona. The Gemara in Sukkot, Lama Chesam Beis, learns out from a practice of the way they used to, in their time, in the time of the Gemara, to say halal in public, in shul, they learned the kalalo shmei That was, they used to say, the chazim would say, baruch and then the tzibor would reply, b'shem Hashem. Mikan l'shmei You see from there that obviously that when you hear something as if you said it. How so? Because you have to say the entire halal. So, when the Shliach Tzibor says Baruch and you respond B'Shem Hashem, you only said this third and fourth word of the Pasuk. You didn't say the first two. So it's like you only said part, you're missing words of halal. How could you omit certain words? Must be, explains Rashi, when the Chazan says Baruch and you listen, and then you say B'Shem Hashem, it's as if you started the first two words of the Pasuk also. You said Baruch I didn't say it. The Chazan said it, but the fact that I was listening to him is like I said it, and therefore I can continue with saying B'Shem Hashem. They did that practice and actually to teach that we can use the operative principle of a Shemei Kona. That was the reason why they structured that minog. We don't have that minog nowadays. A lot of the minhagim of how they did hollow we don't have. Certain we do, certain we don't. But the, the principle is true. And the Shua ben Itmanami, Amir Shimon Pazi, Amir Shua Levi, means Shumba Kapoda, Minailan Shimekona. Where do we learn this principle from? This Siv. It brings a Pasuk in Divrayayomim. I'm going to bring evil to the bad to this place. While Yoshua, it's called Divrayaseva, Shikara Melchida. All the words that the King Yehuda had read. Says the Gemara, who, which king are we talking about? Yoshio. At this time, it was. A famous uh, timepiece in history. They speak about during Tishabov. Yoshio grew up not really having any connection to Torah mitzvahs. In fact, his father was a was a wicked king, and Kalayusro was involved in all types of Odazar. A Sefer Torah was found hidden in the Kodesh Kadoshim. It was taken out, and Yoshio said, "What is this? Is it a Sefer Torah?" And Nasan Anavi was there, and he said, open up the Sefer Torah and read from it. 
And they opened up and it was open to the Tachacha and they started to read from the Tachacha and the show was like, whoa, and started to say that if you're going to go off and do all, whatever you wish, you're going to be great destruction. And Yoshio got very frightened. And from there, he decided that he's going to commit himself to Torah Mitzvahs. He actually, he made a major change, not just himself, but all the world jury. He went around Eretz Yisrael. He was the first Kirov movement. But that's not the topic. The topic is, it says that Yoshio read it, but Yoshio did not read the Sefer Torah. In fact, he probably could not even read from the Sefer Torah. Yoshio didn't read it. The Gemara said he shofen read it. Yesiva, Yikro shofen, shofen read it. Lifnei Melech in front of the king. Here we know the principle of Shemekona. Since shofen read it, Yoshio listened. For the fact that Yoshio heard what shofen said, the pasuk that says Karan Melech, the king read it. It's as if the king read it, even though he personally didn't read it. Shofen read it, but through the Kalalo Shemekona, it's as if he personally read it. That's how the Gemara is understanding. We're learning the principle of Shemekona from here. Now, in this line of the Gemara, buried is a Rashi, which asks a very practical scenario, which comes up, could become a quite frequently, depends where you daven. In the principle of Shemeya Kaone, Rashi buries a practical case. What do you do if you're davening Shmonesri, your silent Shmonesri, and the Shliat Siba already started to say Hazar Sashat, and he reaches Kedusha, and you're still in the middle of your silent Shmonesri? Should you respond to Kedusha? Well, what's the question here? When you're in the middle of silent Shmonesri, you're not allowed to make any interruptions, you're not allowed to make a hefsik, and you're not allowed to respond to anything. But apparently, there's a reason to believe you should respond to Kedusha and Kaddish. But how would you be allowed to do that? That would be a hefsik. So Rashi says, oh, no problem. I have a great solution for you. Once we know this principle, Shemek Oneh, we have an incredible solution. And from here we learn. Somebody who doesn't know how to read or to respond. In Shoma, if he hears the Kivan Libo and he pays attention, the Shmoa, even though he doesn't respond, Yatsa. So somebody is unknowledgeable, someone who doesn't know how to respond. If he listens, even without saying Amen, he can be Yotsa through Shemekona. And similarly, someone's davening, Bitsibor. With a minion, which is now up to Kaddish, Oyesh me Rabbo, which be Kedusha. Kedusha, Oyesh me Rabbo, Yesh to Kubit Philosophy. The person who's minute in silent Shmonese should be silent. I mean, should stop saying the words of his Shmonese. The Yishmu Bechavone should listen very intently. Vahrehen Konen, and as if he responded. Ushi Yigmar HaKedusha, when the Chazan completes Kedusha, Yachsu Utsvilasan, the person should continue. In his silence, so set up the Bahag. So the, the Rashi is telling you this is what you do. You can't verbally speak out the words of Kedusha or Kaddish in the middle of Shmonesra. But what you should do is listen to the words of Kedusha or Kaddish from the Chazan. And when he says those words, 
and you're listening, it's like you said it. So everything is you can you can you can live in both worlds. You can eat your cake, you can have your cake and eat it. You can be continued your silence from Esrei, and you're able to also get the sky for Kedusha or Kaddish. Incredible. Now, the obvious question on this, my dear friends, is if Shemaya Kona is like you responded, so the same way as I personally cannot verbally interrupt my silence from and respond with the words of Kedusha or Kaddish, why should it make a difference if I am listening and I'm considered as I'm saying those words through the principle of Shemaya Kona? Either way, Shemaya Kona means when I hear, it's like I said it, there'd be no different than I verbally said it. So if you're allowing me to utilize Shemaya Kona, then I should be allowed to verbally say out the words. Now, we know that you're not allowed to verbally say the words of Kaddish and interrupt for anything because it's a hefsik. So if it's a hefsik, then the same hefsik should apply in regards to Shemei Kona. But let's take a look at Tosfos together. He quotes Rashi. Somebody doesn't know how to read or to respond. Amen. If he hear or Haluka in Shama, if he pays attention, Vikivan Slibo Lishma, Avishal Ana, Yot, Vachain, the Mispal and Bitsibor, Vishlir Tibor Makadusha, Oyeshme Rabo, Mivodach, Yishtaku, Mitzvilas, and should be silent and listen to the Chazan, Vishmu, Varen Kaon, it's like you replied, it's like you repeated those words, Ushi, Makadusha, Yaksitwas, and Machin Yasser, Bahag, Kid appears for countries. Vikosha says to us, I have a problem with that. Mehold, I'm reading a pack Mishmay, so I have a stira from a Gemara and Brachas. The Gemara says, if you come late and the Tzibor already started to say Shmon Esri privately, started silent Shmon Esri, what should you do? The Gemara says, if you can start your Shmon Esri and complete your Shmon Esri by the time the Tzibor reaches Kedusha, then you can start your Shmon Esri, your private silent Shmon Esri. Vim Lavin, if not, lo Yispal, don't start your Shmon Esri now. Says Tosfos, that's in contradiction. Why does the Gemara Brachas tell you that if you're late to starting Shmon Esri and the Sibor already started their silent Shmon Esri, you want to start a couple minutes later, you can't do that if you're not going to complete your Shmon Esri at the time the Sibor reaches, starts the Repetition Shmon Esrei and reaches Kedusha. Now, this seemingly the reason why that would be is because if you're still in your silent Shmon Esrei when the Shlitzim reaches Kedusha, you're not going to be able to reply and you're going to lose out from your mitzvah of replying and responding to Kedusha. And therefore, you shouldn't start your Shmon Esrei, your silent Shmon Esrei, if you're going to lose the opportunity to reply for Kedusha. What that means. From that Gemara, that when you're in your silent Shmonesri, you're not going to have the opportunity to reply to Kedusha. But based on what Rashi's direction, you will be able to get the scar of Kedusha. You can get the scar for both. You can get the best of both worlds. You can say your silent Shmonesri, and even if you are still in the middle of your Shmonesri, by the time the Shilatibah reaches Kedusha, no problem. 
Just stop where you are, pause, listen to the words of Kedusha, and through the medium of Shmei Akonah, it'll be like you said, those words. So you get Sanjman Esrei, and you get answering Kedusha. What's the issue? Must be that if that Kumar says that you can't do that, must be that being silent and listening to the words of Kedusha are not going to be a valid way for considered, you said, Kedusha. So it must be Rashi's incorrect. That's how Tosa asked the Kash. So Tosa asked a question from a contradiction from Gemara. He doesn't ask the question like, whoa, in logic, it doesn't work. That's not where Tosa comes from. No, it could be. He has a better question. I don't need to discuss logic. I can discuss text. I have a, I have a Gemara that says not that way. So logic here, logic there. The Gemara is obviously in contradiction. Rashi's suggestion is a contradiction from a Furish Gemara. But Tosfa says, I'm not so frazzled and I'm not so worried about this Gemara. I have an easy way to solve and to understand this Gemara. Let's continue on this Tosfa. Demo says Tosfa, I have a way out. It could be, there's no proof from this Gemara at all. It could be really, works. And you can listen to, Shemone, to Kedusha during Shemonesrei. If you're silent and listen to him, you get the scar for Kedusha, and it's not a hefsek. So why did the Gemara Brachas tell you not to start your silent Shemonesrei until, unless you can complete it before the Chazan reaches Kedusha? Because maybe to reply personally with your own words is better than using the medium of Shemei Kone. Which means... That Tosas here is now waffling in the world of Shemei Kona exactly, is it considered a hefsek or not? From the simple understanding of the Gemara and Brachas, it seems that Shemei Kona would be a hefsek. If you want to utilize to respond to Kedusha through the means of Shemei Kona in your Salon Shemei that would be a hefsek. But, says Tosas, perhaps it's not. Perhaps it's not a hefsek. And the Gemara still doesn't want you to utilize that because they'd rather you personally say the words than you actually use the medium of Shemei Kona, which would mean that even if Shemei Kona works and it's not a hefsek, it's a lesser type of response than you actually... What is the underlying principle of Shemei Kona? What is the beer of the machlokas between Rashi and Tosas? That means Rashi doesn't consider this a hefsek. Tosfus considers this or entertains it's a hefsek. Tosfus is entertaining the Shemaic owner via hefsek, and Rashi is not. If you, the stipler brings a couple of mahalchim over here, I'm not going to speak out the first mahalach. I'm not going to go so into the first mahalach. The first mahalach of the stipler is regards to a different area. But the second Mahalach of Stipler goes right into the crux of the issue of Shemei Kone, And that is, how does Shemei Kone operate? Literally, the words mean Shemei, when you hear, it's Kone, is if you said it. If we understand it, literally, if I'm silent, when I hear the words, it's if I said it, then Tosa's position that it's a hefsik makes a lot of sense. There'd be no different than if I verbally spoke out the words of Kedusha, than if I listened, and it's as if I spoke out the words of Kedusha. Either way, Shomeya, listening, is like I said the words. So the same way I personally visit, or I can't verbally articulate the words, then using the medium of Shomeya Kone is also like I articulated the words, which would be a half second, my son, Shomeya Esri. Says the stipler, we have another possible way to explain this. And that is 
Shemei Kona doesn't operate as if I said the words, but rather the operation is that the person who's saying the, the words is really acting as my agent. He's my shliach. And it's not as if I said the words, but rather he's my spokesperson. Almost like as Hashem told Moshe, go and speak to Pyro. And who was the spokesperson for Moshe? Aaron. Aaron's the one who spoke to Pyro, not Moshe. Aaron's the one who said the words. But Hashem told Moshe to speak. Yes. But Aaron was the spokesperson for Moshe. So too here. Similarly, that in Shemaiah Kona, the person who's saying the words is my agent. He's my shliach. He's my spokesperson. And when I hear him, it's he's saying those for me. Therefore, during my silence one esrei, when they reach Kedusha and the Chazan says the words of Kedusha, when I hear those words, and it's as if I said it, it's as if I he said the words for me, and therefore I get the reward for saying Kedusha. However, it won't be considered a hefsek, an interruption in my tefillah, because it's not that I verbally articulated those words. He said it, not me. But he's considered as I got the reward as those words were being said. He's acting my agent to say those words. But it can't be a hefsek because I didn't say it. That's an incredible solution. This mahalach is not just a stipler. It actually, the beer halacha speaks this out. If you look in Shulchan Aruch and Simon Kuf Dalit, that's Hilchus Shman Esrei. Hilchus Tefillah, Siv Zayin. Shulchan Aruch says, Kadusha. In your middle Shemana Esrei, you're not allowed to stop and say the words of Kadesh and Kadusha. Elo Yishtok, but what you should do is be silent. And pay attention to what the Shulchan Aruch is saying. It's as if you replied those words. So the Shulchan Aruch rules exactly the way Rashi said in the Bahag. And Rabbeinu, and the Ran, and all the Rishonim. And the Bialocha explains, It's dependent on Machlokas. Rashi and Tosfus. Some say, since it's Shomea Ka'one, it's like you said the words literally. We also meet Tom Hefsek. It would be prohibited because of the Hefsek. We Conclude to be lenient. Tosfus himself concludes to be lenient because that was apparently the accepted practice not to consider Shmei Kona as if you personally said the words. So the Mishabur, the Be'alacha doesn't speak it out totally, but he says those words that side of Tosfus is, it's Kaone Mamish, as if you physically said those words. Actually, it's a machlokis between the Chazanish and the uh, and the and the and the Mishabru. The Chazanish doesn't like this because the Chazanish learns that Shemei Kone is Kone Mamish. So here we have a machlokas be a sort of how Shemei Kone operates, where the Nafkamin would be in regards to Kedush responding or not responding, but listening to the Chazan when he says Kaddish and Kedusha when you're in the middle of your when answering. The Shulchan Aruch rules like Rashi that it's. Shemei Kona does not work as if it's Shemone Mamish, as if you personally ver- verbally articulated the words. 
and Rabbi Kavlevitz, you're going to appreciate this, says a different mahalif for the Pshat and the Machlokis between Rashi and Tosfos. In Rechaim Kadievsky, in his Sefer on Tehillim, Kapitel Samach Vav, in the English Sefer of Tehillim that they put out, says an incredible explanation. He says it's based on a Gemarian Kedushan. The Gemarian Kedushan, Dav Memon Aleph, says that we have a difference between Jews and non-Jews. We have a concept called Machshava, thought. When do we consider a Machshava to be like a Misa? So the Gemara says for a non-Jew, a Machshava, so it's like this, for a Jew, a Machshava Tov is considered like a Misa. If you had it in mind to do a good deed, it's just like you did it. But a Machshava raw, an intent, a thought to do something wrong is not Kamaisa. We don't consider it as if you did it. For a non-Jew, even a Machshava raw is considered Kamaisa. Truth is, even for a Yid, Machshava raw can be considered a Misa. Ben Yonah says if you if you did it three times, but the the central principle is Machshava Tova is considered a Misa, like an action. Machshava raw is not an action. Says the stipler, says the Rechaim Kanievsky, as follows. So you can explain the practice of Rashi in middle of Shmon Esrei, and when you're in your son Shmon Esrei, you can be silent and listen to Kaddish and Kedusha because a Machshava Tova is like a Misa. So the fact that I intended and I want to hear those words and say those words of Kaddish and Kedusha, it's like I said it. I, it's Hefzik, Machshava Ra is not a Misa. So my thought to say those words, to say it's like a Hefzik, it's not a Misa. So it's a Misa for the for the good, but not a Misa for the rat, bad. So it's a Misa, we consider it as if I said it, but it can't be used against me to be like a Hefzik. So says Rukhain Kadayevsky, it's a good chap. And he brings a raya from a Pasuk in Tehillim, Ayin Sham, in that Pasuk in, in Samach Vav, Kapitel Samach Vav in Tehillim. If you look it up, you'll enjoy those words. But that's a separate Mahalik. But let's go back to Shemei Ka'one as follows. The Bialacha then comes along and says, I have a suffix. I'm uncertain. What do you do if in this world of the principle of Shemei Ka'one, we hold that Shemei Ka'one is not Ka'one Mamish. It's not like you actually said those words. It's not considered like a hefsik. And since it's not a hefsik, it's not like you said those words. What if the, someone needs to use the bathroom? Sarach Lenekavim. And someone's making a bracha for you. You're being yotu with the bracha. Now, if you need to use a restroom, you're not allowed to make the bracha. So how about if I need to use the restroom, but the other person is making the bracha, and I'm being yotzah through Shemei Konim? What's that lochah? Can I be yotzah or not? So Balkeri says maybe it's more chomer in the time of the Gemara, Balkeri, but he has a suffix about someone who's nitzrach l'nikom. He's not certain. If it's if you say that it's not Kedibra Mamish, perhaps someone who needs to use the restroom will be okay. Maybe the halacha is that you need to use the bathroom. You can't say words of Kedusha. But Shemei Kona is not like I'm saying the words. He's my agent. So maybe that way is less of a darga. And the, and the Bir Halacha leaves off with the suffix. He's not Over here, he leaves off Mesupik. He's uncertain. Now, let's look at other cases and try to get a larger picture over here. 
if you really want to talk about Shemei Konim, so what about somebody who is a mute? He's a mute and he can't, he can hear, but he can't speak. So Shemei Konim, if it's like he said those words, well, if you like, if you like Tosos, like he actually said it, well, he can't say the words. So what do you mean it's like he said it? He has a physical impediment. So can he, the Shemei Kona operate? Now, how do we paskin in regards to this? So Shulchan Aruch and Yeridea, Simen Aleph, Sizayin, paskin in regards to Shilcha Shkita. Shochet Shishoma, Shishomea ve'enu yochel adaber. It's literally this case. He can hear, but he can't speak. Yochel shochet achel evorech al-shkita ve'yifter ilam ayde Shemei Kona. You're supposed to make a bracha. And we really want someone to do it, the mitzvah, with a bracha. We don't want them to do the mitzvah without a bracha. So you want to lich have a shochid who is not going to be able to articulate the bracha. How do you allow him to be a shochid? So the shochid, no problem. Let him shecht with other shochtim. Let the other shochid, when he's about to make the shechita, make the bracha. And it'll be considered as a bracha for this other shochid who's a mute. Because it's Shomei Kone. So you see clearly... That Shemei Kona, even though I can't verbally say those words, it's like I said it. Now, it could be that's not like Tosfos, because the Shulchan Aruch by us in Kuf, in um, Hilchus Tvila rules, like Rashi. Okay. What about someone who's unclothed? The halach is, if you're not wearing clothing, leave a rose erva, or you're in front of erva, someone, uh, something in, in decent exposure, you're, something is, uh, you're not allowed to say a bracha. Or in person, you're personally not dressed, you're not allowed to say a bracha. So in Shulchan Aruch, in Hilcha Shkita, the Shulchan Aruch says, Shochet Shu Arum, Lechachila Lo Yishkot. Now, for the Shkita, for the Maisa Mitzvah, you can do. But for the bracha, has he allowed to make a bracha? So he couldn't, he shouldn't do Shkita. Comes along the Taz and says, not only should he not do Shkita, you shouldn't have another Shochet do make a bracha and be mostly this shochet through his shkita. Why? Because Shemei Kona. Here, Shemei Kona, since he's he's Arum, he has to have in mind to be Yotzin his bracha. He can't be Yotzin his bracha. He's Arum. So Lechachil, he can't do that. Like Tosfus. I get it. I understand why the Taz and Shach are saying that someone who's Arum, who's unclothed, Cannot be Yotzer Bracha to throw someone else making it through Shemei Kona because, after all, it's if it's like he said the Bracha when he can't say the Bracha when he's unclothed. So utilizing Shemei Kona wouldn't make a difference. But if you learn Shemei Kona like Rashi and like the Shulchan Aruch rules in regards for your son Shemei Esrei, so he's my agent. I'm not saying the Bracha. He's my agent. Why should it be so obvious that it shouldn't work? Look at the Aruch Hashulchan when he says here. He says the reason why is because not because just an, it's like you make the bracha. He adds it's also for an arum laharib bracha. Someone who is unclothed is not allowed to even think of an abracha. So you see that the Aruch HaShulchan is taking into account. And if you look at the Lashon Taz and the Shach, they also say the, the issue is the hearer. So even thinking about it, meaning what you see from here is that it could be that even like Rashi, because the issue here is even with not like it, even if it's not like I said it, Mamish, but here in a bracha is a problem. 
So now you can declare in regards to somebody who has to use a bathroom, is that considered an issue? Because maybe hearer for him is not such an issue. Hearer wouldn't be a problem. But 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 uh, Debor is an issue. Which is on the Shulchan Aruch, talks about being in a silent Shemon Esrei. He says, let's say someone's hands are not clean. You touch something that was dirty, and you have to wash your hands. Now you're not allowed to daven until you wash your hands. Says the Prima Godim is that Bidi Eved, if you made a bracha when your hands were dirty or you davened, that your tefillah and your bracha is considered a good tefillah. You don't have to repeat the davening. In regards with someone who's in front of erva, if you daven that way, the tefillah is negated. It's not a tefillah. In regards for Nitzvah Nekovov, it's not so posh, it's not so simple. In regards to your hands are dirty, there Bidi Eved, your tefillah is a tefillah. Like we say, maybe here, since he can't reply, his hands are dirty, it won't be good. What will you see from the Machaber that if you're in the middle of silence, when I say you should be silent, and it's like you answered, when your hands are dirty, it's even more lenient. So, says the Prima Godim that you can utilize Shemekonah for sure if your hands are dirty. Because that itself, when your hands are dirty, is more of a lighter area. And if the fact that we utilize it in regards for Tefillah and certainly you can utilize in regards for when your hands are dirty. Let's take this one step further. Let's just, it, to make this a, a larger picture. A person wants to approach the Beis HaLevi. It's, if you want to find this in the Beis HaLevi, it's the Sof Kuntras Hanukkah. He brings this down. A Chacham Echad approached the Beis HaLevi and asked him the following thing. Shomei Akona, what if the, you have a coin? He doesn't know the words of Duchening. He doesn't know the words. And he says, you know what? I know how to do the motions. I can get up there. You know, I can go uh, move my hands. Nobody's going to know if I say the words or not. I'm going to go up there. I'll do the motions. And all the other kahanim are going to say the words. So I'll be considered if I say the words through Shemei Kone. Is that good or not? So ask this Chacham to the Beis HaLevi. Shemei Kone should make it like he said. He brings a ride from Gemara, a Mishnah Megillah. Who knows his cap of? The Mishnah says the Maftir and the Navi, the guy who's the Maftir, gets the Maftir, he's Paris Hashemah, which means he goes up and down to the Yomid. Who knows his cap of? And he dochens. What? What do you mean, dochens? Every coin dochens. What's the Kiddush? Every coin is going to do What do you mean the guy gets the mafter duchens? He says, If you're going to say that we can utilize a world, then what we're going to say is that he's the one who says the words of Birchas Kohanim, and all the other Kohanim get up there in motion, but they don't say the words. Who puts Shema? Who knows his kapov? So maybe that's the shot in the Mishnah. That's what this person wants to suggest. 
says the Beis Alevi, it's not so simple. Perhaps Shemek Kona only works on something where you need to say the words. We have to say the words out loud, like the Gemara learns out. You have to say it like you're calling out to someone else. So then you might be considered if you said the words halachically, but you didn't say it in an audible tone. You have to say it in a loud voice. And since you didn't, so the Shemek Kona can make it like you said the words, but it can make it like you said it, this extra condition of, you're saying in a, in a loud voice, like you're calling out to your friend. And therefore, the base lady says, Shemei Kona can work to be considered as if you said the words, but you're missing this condition, which is necessary in regards to Berch that it's like you said the words. So it's like I said the words, but I didn't say it loud. It's, so it's like I said the words, but you don't have this extra tone in your voice. But if you learn like Rashi, that it's that the guy who's saying it is your agent. So you're great. Shemek Ona is not like I said the words. It's like someone else said the words, but I get the credit for it. So the other person, the Kohen who's dukening, he's saying it and he's saying it loud. So he's meeting all the criteria of Birchas Kohanim. And therefore, it should come out that according to Rashi, it should be okay. That means the fact that the Beis Alevi is saying this, the Beis Alevi sounds like he's siding like the if you look like Rashi, you have a chap, you have a twist over here. But here, the Rashi can benefit you that you even fulfill the criteria, the condition of that you're saying it out loud. Because I don't, I'm not saying it. The other guy is saying it. He's saying it for me, and he is saying it loud. However, the stifler concludes. That I mean, you, you so, would have, you would have thought the base Levi could have hopped that himself. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm saying he <laughs> obviously. The base slave obviously understands there might be a, a machlekes yisoidi and how shemei koina works. He's right. saying, however you understand shemei koina, that it can't help for making you sound loud. It right. can't help. So, I mean, the, the raya against what the stipler is saying is from the is from the base slave himself. But, but, go but you're going to appreciate what the, the the stipler says. Why he 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 says even according to Rashi, it's not going to work. Even according to base slave, it's a beautiful chap. Shemei Kona, says the stipler, works halachically. When I have an obligation to say something, bracha, tefillah, so that's been adun between, between me and Hashem, I have an obligation to say something. I have an obligation to, to utter a tefillah. So Shemei Kona is as if I said that, whether you say it's Kona Mamish or whether you say it's as if he's my agent. However, Berchas Kahanim is not been adun between me and Hashem. It's between me and man. Mina Kohen has to give a bracha to another person. So you're going to say, Shemei Kona works as if I gave you a bracha? Oh, it's as if I told you a bracha because Shemei Kona. Shemei Kona is a halachic principle. It works for when I have obligation to say certain things. But I can't say that it means of communicating between man and man. So therefore, but, since Shemei Kona... And more of a hem is a t'nai in how that mitzvah has to be niskayim. Ultimately, the Kayan's being Mekayim and Mitzvah from the Rabbanishayim, but we learn out the getter of that Mitzvah needs to be with an Amir like you're talking to someone But else. he's learning, Emolahem is Kedabe Ish El Re'eyu. I have to speak to you. Right, but that's... If I have to speak to you, so then it's between me and you. I can't... Oh, I thought I thought a bracha for you. Listen, you, you know, if you want to give your wife a compliment, your wife says, how come you never going to go? Like, oh, I, I think about you. I think about nice things about you all the time. Well, you never say them. It doesn't work, right? You have to communicate it. 
So in the words of you have to communicate. Shemek Ona is a means of communication. I, I think the way you need to say it is, is that this this Beinodim Lamokai Mitzvah has a prat in it that's 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 machriach you to do an Odom Lachavero Dikamaisa. The kash against this is the Gemara we started out with, though, because what what Yoshio was hearing was there was no key on my mitzvah. They found the Sefer Torah, right? Oh, excellent, okay. excellent. excellent so, question. Well, you asked a million dollar question with Kibbutz Levitz. So because of your question, we'll conclude with that. The major question on that Gemara is, there's a principle, the Shulchan Aruch says that in order for, and it's, it's a Mishnah, the Mishnah really in Lama Ches and Sukkah says that in order for Shemek Ona to operate, you have to be a Bar Chayuva. The person who's saying the bracha has to be Mechuyiv in the bracha. If a cotton says a bracha for you, you're not Yotzeh the bracha. If an Isha says the bracha and she's not Mechuyiv in that, like, because Mitzvah says she's my grandma, then it doesn't work for you. If an Evit says it, it doesn't work for you. So, why, in the case of Yoshio, where was the Bar to read from the Sefer Torah? So Shlomo Zalman Arbach asked this question in Mincha Shlomo, and he answers that Nasan Hanavi was there, and he gave a directive, read from the Sefer Torah. So there was a mitzvah to read from the Sefer there Torah. Was was there was a mitzvah with Shah al Pinavi. The mitzvah l'shmor pinavi. The navi commanded. No, no, there was a, no, right. I understand. It was a mitzvah l'shor. It wasn't a mitzvah. Right, there. Was, exactly. But it, but it's keilu. The navi was being mitzvah, so it has a shei mitzvah. Exactly. But let's get into the let let's analyze this in the lomdus for a second, my dear friends. If you learn like Tosfos Shemei Kona is like I said the words. So what is there a rule that in Shemei Kona the person saying the bracha has to be mechuyiv in it? Even we hold even but he bad to me was mukhuy, that's me a barchayuva. Why do you have to be a barchayuva? If Shamaika Ona works, when you say something like I said it, so let a child say the bracha, and I listened. It's like I heard the words from him, it's like I said the words. Why is a Shamaika Ona only from a barchayuva? It's a major question. So the stipler said, and let me let's let's put the picture a little further. Forget it, forget it, child. I'll take a recorder. I recorded the bracha, so I put the recording. I said, what are you doing now? I have Shimon Esri playing in the background. I said, what are you doing? Oh, I'm davening Shimon Esri. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't see you saying. You're in the middle typing on the computer. No, no, you see here, the, the, the recorder is playing Shimon Esri. I'm listening to it. <laughs> Would you think Shimei Kona works if I put on a recording of something? Of course not, right? Sounds ridiculous. Says the disciple, I'll tell you why. Because even if you're a little like Tosu, Shimei Kona is like you said it. I mean, according to Rashi, Shemei Kona is my agent. Of course, if you were to be my agent, you have to be a Baychiyuba, and you have to be doing the mitzvah, Maisa mitzvah. But according to Tosu, Shemei Kona is like I said it, so why doesn't it work? Explains the stipler, because even according to Tosu, Shemei Kona, the, what the person is saying has to be a chefs of a mitzvah. It has to be a chefs of a bracha. If the person's not in it, then he's saying words but it's not words of a bracha. It's just words. It's no different than a little child is reading uh, A, B, C, Olive, Beis, Gimel, Dalit. He's reading the words, but the words is not a chefs of a bracha. In order to be a chefs of a bracha, you have to be, be obligated in it. If you're obligated in it, then it's a chefs of a bracha. Otherwise, it's no different than playing a recorder. He calls it a maizakof biyama, right? It's partial that if, it's obvious that a recording wouldn't be shemek on it. So a cotton or an isha who is not a bar there words is not a chefs of a bracha like your chefs of a bracha. Oh, uh, just a little raya. You were yes. mentioning how the machaber 
is is machzik b'shita Rashi. Right. So I mentioned this to you off pod last night. Yes. The Simon Ayin Tess, which I'm sharing with everyone, you can see that it's only the Ramah that brings this. Shatz ha-mispalil b'tsoye b'beis ha-knesses. So afivu hu la-acharov b'chol even though he's far away from the tsoye, and he's not smelling it, tsorech lishtoik, he has to be quiet. Until they take the tsoye out, Mm-hmm. So, so he's being moitzi these rabin. So here you see that even though they're not talking, uh-huh. they're being soimech on the chazan, but it's as if they are saying it within the Dalad Amis of the Tzoyah. Mm-hmm. It could be that this is Dafka the way you're saying, Dafka Alpi the Ramah, who's dehering it, right? Like Tesvis. Right. But it, but it could be Lafi the Machaber. Uh-huh. It's possible that you wouldn't have to. Right. Very good. Very good. Excellent, excellent, excellent source. It always counts that you were with Kiv Levitz. I don't know. Very good. And we can always count on you, Rabbi uh, Bodenheim, uh, to always uh, come to the table with uh, Gishmak, uh, with Havana, and with, as we say, uh, an infectious ability to ke- get us all involved in a sugi that's Negea every single day. Shkoyach, thank you so much, Rabbi. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 